Well, good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing, Miss Lizzie? I'm good. How are you, Stacia? I am very well, thank you. Hello, I'm excited listeners. to be here. Me too. I'm excited to be here too. And we're excited microphone. to have you here. <laughs> um, this is Hey, You Got This podcast. This is Lizzie talking. And Stacia joining her from New York. Woo! Yeah, and I'm in Seattle, so this is a across the globe podcast. <laughs> really high tech stuff. So last week we just kind of gave like an intro for you guys to learn about who we are, why we feel like we should have a podcast, um, how we know each other. And then today we want to talk a little bit about mindfulness because Stacia and I are both pretty into mindfulness, I would say. We're like definitely, yeah, pretty hardcore into it. (laughs) Hardcore. And, but like neither of us really started I feel like, and we can talk about this really officially, practicing mindfulness, like it just kind of happened and then we got to where we are now. And I thought that that would be just kind of a cool topic to go over, especially because we're in two different sides of the country, but I feel like we're sort of on the same mindfulness path now, which is just like weird how that works out. That is very exciting, and I wish I would have heard everything you said, but you cut out for, like, that entire thing. Really? God damn it. What is happening? Yeah, for technology. No, Ah. you just, like, froze, and, like, I could hear nothing. (laughs) Again, this is, like, a work in progress, and we're going to get there. Yeah, I mean, we're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. We also, like... I've just been thinking about all the people I know who have podcasts who literally just, like, talk into their phone like this, and I'm like, well, we've got the gear, We are so official. (laughs) We just have to learn how to use the gear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we'll figure it out. Um, I was saying, I mean, we can just start over if you want, but I was saying that like we both got really into mindfulness really in our own ways, but then it's kind of crazy to me that we're on like two totally different sides of the country and since have gotten into like a lot of really similar stuff. Like I feel like whenever we talk, you're like, I read that book too, or... Exactly. 100%. Uh, And it's cool to see two people that have led very different lives and had very different experiences uh, come to some similar conclusions and finding different tools and things that work for both of us. And I feel like that makes it even more sure that it's like more universal than just like an individual experience. Like, oh, other people do this and it helps them too. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And I also feel like I am curious what your experience is with this, but like when I very first started practicing yoga a long time ago, I like knew that I should be into mindfulness, but definitely didn't know how to start. And I would just lay in bed, like (laughs) staring at the ceiling being like, meditate, meditate, and like having no idea what I was doing. And I would just try to not think because I thought that's what mindfulness was, just like not thinking. And obviously you can't like, when you're just starting out, force yourself into not thinking. And the more you not try not to think, the more you will think. Exactly. No, it has been definitely a process that has had to be cultivated through many attempts of like, what the heck am I doing and not understanding it. And, but I feel like that's being a beginner at anything. You have to accept that 
you're not going to know what you are doing at first. And that just by showing up consistently, like you're going to figure it out. Just like this podcast. We don't know what we're doing at first, (laughs) but we're eventually going to figure it out. (laughs) So we are here and we are doing it. And that's like, we are proud. Yeah. And we're putting in the time and we're going to figure out and it's going to get better and better. Just like I think both Mm -hmm. of us experienced with our mindfulness practice. Totally. I also think like, the way I think about it now and that I wish I had thought about it when I started is like, I mean, mindfulness is in so many ways a workout for your brain. Right. And so it's just like any other, excuse me, workout. Let me just burp into the microphone. I kombucha was not a good choice. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> it's like, I'm but so healthy. tasty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like it's, just like any other workout, like you have to train yourself and you have to like strengthen it. And I feel like I really didn't get that at first. And I tried to just go balls to the wall. Like I am the type of person, if I had known that they would have existed, would have just been like immersion therapy and signed myself up for a 10 day like meditation retreat with no experience, which is, I'm glad that I didn't do that. (laughs) That would be a little intense. I feel like I'm like trying to think of when, I feel like I got more serious about meditating as part of a mindfulness practice because I feel like I remember downloading Headspace when I was still living in Vegas. So that was probably like three years ago and starting with their little 10 minute meditations. And they had one for sleep that nine out of 10 times would knock me out in 10 minutes. So I was a really big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, this rocks. And uh, it helped me. I do like headspace because it helps you to realize like, oh, your thoughts are like these little clouds that appear and you say like, hello, and then like, I see you, thank you, and uh, let them go as opposed to uh, holding on to them. So it was good, like, they gave you really good visual instruction on how to approach meditating, which helped me because I'm a visual no, person. No, totally. Yeah. And that guy's voice on Headspace is so calming, Andy. So calming. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, he's the best. Um, I don't know if you listened to it, but a podcast, like the first podcast I ever got really into was How I Built This, which is an awesome NPR podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And they like will talk about, you know, they'll interview people who have started these amazing companies and just kind of go through their story. And they did one with Andy a while ago. That's amazing. I want to listen to that so badly. Yeah, it was. He's like even cooler than I thought he was just listening to him. <laughs> he, like, I think he had been like a monk. Um, wow. I don't want to like mistell his story because it's been a while. Since so I listened wait, to it. so he created the app and the meditations for it or like the company behind the app hired him to yeah so he had like a friend who helped him with the business so headspace was really founded by two people but everyone knows andy because he's like the voice of it um but yeah then he had another friend and it was really interesting to listen to them like talk about it that's cool yeah and i definitely feel like it's interesting one one practice that i became obsessed with for a while when it came to meditation was uh 
practicing loving kindness meditation. Have you ever done loving kindness? So hard. It's like the opposite of what we're taught to do to ourselves. And like to others, it's just like terrible. It's like, wait, I have to be kind to myself and the people I don't like. This is really hard. Yeah, this is a scam. And I think it's really interesting. I remember when I was Uh, I was listening to some podcast and it was talking about meditation and it was talking about a loving kindness meditation. And I think something that can be so difficult with meditating or other mindfulness practices is we tend to enjoy and do more of the things that bring instant results. And this is something that is very slow going. And it's like you don't notice on a day-to-day basis whether it's a part of your life or not, but it does improve the quality of your life when you consistently do it. And it would, it's hard to measure. And so that can be really difficult to be consistent with something when you're like, well, I can't actually see point A to point B. Like, yeah, I think I maybe feel a little bit better, but like how, how do I actually know and is it even worth it which I know it's worth it (laughs) right but it's hard when you're not I mean it's just like working out or other things where like I know at some point I'll see the results of this but right now like I can't even pick this thing up so why should I keep trying to do it I think for me like sort of how I started when I'm reflecting back on when I really started getting into it is I had been working for myself and then went back to work and it was a job that I like didn't super love Mm -hmm. and I just didn't have a lot of free time. So I made mindfulness be like the one thing that I did just for myself, just as like something that I enjoyed. And I think that the cool thing about mindfulness is you really can't be doing anything else while you're doing it right present yeah Yeah, like you can't be distracted and I think like just that in and of itself like really appealed to me and I like the way I like to practice mindfulness and it's changed now but the way I really started practicing mindfulness was like journaling and Mm -hmm. when you're journaling you can't be really like doing anything else and so I mean you could try but it doesn't work out super well so that for me was like I guess the gateway drug of like, I can't focus on all the things that I'm super anxious about and nervous about right now. So I'll just do this. Um, That's awesome. And then it just kind of like grew into something else. So you said you started with Headspace. I also yeah. tried Headspace when I first nice. was like, oh, mindfulness is a thing that I should do. What like started you, I don't know, on this journey? Well, I think it's, you touched on something that I think is so, so important and why now more than ever, we need practices that allow us to come back to the present moment and to not be distracted and to not have a million things going on at once because we live in a world that bombards us with ways to distract ourselves. I mean, shoot, our cell phones are the instant distraction. The second your mind has a moment to actually be present, you're like, oh, how can I take myself out of the present moment. (laughs) I don't like feeling my feelings. Yeah. So I feel like now more than ever with in the age of like just so many distractions and things trying to gain our attention, being able to be quiet with ourselves and to also have that like mental capacity to tune into what's going on internally. Yeah. 
as opposed to always seeking outwardly distractions. So I really am so passionate, clearly, um, about this, (laughs) (laughs) that everybody needs this to some extent. And I mean, I don't think, I think as like a coach, my, I always end up when people come to me and they're like, I want to do this more. Like, how should I start? And I'm like, literally as small as possible. Yeah. (laughs) I had someone come to me the other day and they were like, so if I want to start running, what should I do? And I'm like, walk around the block. And they're like, like, no, but I want to run five miles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, when was the last time you ran? Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. And when was the last time you went for an intentional walk? Also 10 years ago. Okay. Let's start with like a short walk. And I think it's the same way maybe for people that don't necessarily have an established practice that works for them to have something like absolutely starting slow, like 10 minutes, one day a week and just see, commit to that and show up to that is going to be something that can hugely, like you can start building upon that then as opposed to trying to do it every single day. And then when you don't, because it's too much change all at once, then you're going to be like, well, there's no point. I'm just not going to do it. I hate mindfulness. (laughs) I know. I also have realized for myself, duh, like (laughs) it's mindfulness is just like everything else. Like you have to find like, it's just like workout classes. You You have to find what works. (laughs) And like, for me, it's funny because now I really like things like Headspace that are like a guided meditation. But when I started out, I did it and I could never get through the full 10 days. And I was just like, well, guess meditating ain't for me. <laughs> and then just like stopped, which is so silly. Yeah. I think it's really funny because there's this guy who I dated off and on in college and it's one of those things like if we were to go back in time and be like, hey, you're both going to be super into this, right? Like you would be like, what? No, but he <laughs> is he has a meditation app. He's obsessed with it, which I love. And he posts every day on his Instagram stories like he's on like this crazy streak. And I just I don't know, like I think back in college, I definitely didn't know about that. He didn't know about that. And I just think it's so funny to see like him getting really into meditation and just the ways that it can like really positively impact people's lives. It's just That's wild. Awesome. Yeah. So you were saying he found an app that he's been enjoying? Yeah. He, okay. It's not one yeah. he created. No, I just he has. To. I, I don't know which app it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to like call him out. <laughs> like, just totally fine. with him on Instagram very rarely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he uses a meditation app and he like will post every day. Like I'm on day 60. Like he's on this crazy streak of like meditating every day. And I just think it's so cool because it is like, yeah, it can help everybody. And also just, I don't know, when we were young college BBs, we (laughs) both probably would have benefited from some mindfulness just because I think everybody would have. And it's just like a cool, it's cool to see other people who aren't necessarily actively in the wellness world. Being able to benefit from it for sure. Like this isn't just reserved for like the woo woo crowd and the yogis and like the hardcore mindfulness junkies that we are like everybody can find a practice that should and would work for them that doesn't have to like make them feel like they have to fit this image of what a mindfulness person is or a practitioner totally. is. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is like you made a really good point about running. I think everybody wants like a really clear roadmap of like, you're going to do it this many times and this is how you're going to do it. And I feel like what worked and ended up really sticking for me with mindfulness is I took the time to really explore what I liked and didn't like and let it be a little bit different every day. And the more you 
do it, obviously, the better you are at tuning into yourself and understanding what you need in that moment. But I'm really thankful that I stuck with it and kept like kind of tweaking things because that's when you find the really good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I also was reading, I need to finish it. I'm really, I, I was telling you when we were talking about a book club that I, I've been having a tendency to start books and not finish them. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to get better at that. I actually started re- finishing a book that I had put on hold for a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish it. But now that we're talking about mindfulness, I was like, oh yeah, that one book that I didn't finish, but I was like highlighting like crazy as I was reading it. Like, oh, this is so good. But it's wherever you go, there you are. And it's mindfulness meditation in everyday life. And it's by John Kabat-Zinn. And I just remember, like, I I probably only got, like, a third of the way through it, so I can't speak to its entirety. But it was, I feel like, a good introduction to what mindfulness is and why it's important that we practice it. And just a really straightforward, like, insightful with different examples and ways to practice that were really easy to approach. So that is something that I recommend maybe checking out. Yeah. Do you feel that brings up a really interesting point? Do you feel like reading about mindfulness? Because I know you and I both like listen to a lot of podcasts and Mm -hmm. blogs and books about mindfulness. Do you feel like that has helped your own mindfulness practice? Like 100%. I think that education and information is, I mean, knowledge is power, but without action it's useless so like I'm a huge person that believes in like yes it's important to educate yourself and like with that I've learned a lot of things that have encouraged me to continue like oh this is why I do this in case I forget Mm, like just a quick reminder like these are all the things that are available to you when you are able to cultivate a healthier mindfulness practice and that that has helped me but at the forefront of it all I always have to remind myself that the greatest teacher in life is doing it. And so Mm. that is how I will best learn it. Like I can read all I want and like that we always have to be careful of becoming lifelong students. Like we also need to be like people who practice what we read. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think the thing that like, I, I know you and I have read a lot of the same books and tips. Um, and I think the thing that was really reaffirming and also really helpful for me about reading books on mindfulness is just realizing that it's not that complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like we always want to make things really complicated and really intense. And it's, you know, reading from these experts, it's like, oh, this is a pretty simple process. And really there's not that much to it. And I just need to like calm down. Yes. <laughs> Which being more mindful will help you be able to calm down. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that leads me to a question that I think we should talk about. How yeah. have you noticed that your like mindfulness practice has like come into your life? Like when of do course. you notice it? I feel like, I mean, it, it's been subtle, but at the same time, shockingly obvious, like with the right. times when it comes into my life. And I feel like it just has helped develop a, like through other 
personal development work that I've been doing, but it helps to cultivate an awareness. So like when you're aware of what's going on internally, then you real it helps you to like tap into your subconscious a little bit more 100%. and understand the more you understand that, the more you can start to like making empowered decisions to like choose otherwise if that action no longer serves you. So I feel like mindfulness with like eating has helped tremendously, like understanding what I'm eating, why I'm eating it, and where the motivation from that comes, like being able to be present with my food has been huge. And it's something that I teach my clients is mindfulness around eating. So that's a big place that I have noticed it improve my life. But then also just being able to have stronger communication with people. I notice Mm -hmm. myself being able to be more present in times of difficult communication, which is yeah. huge to not be so in my head and to so be able hard. to be, yeah, re- really hard. And it's funny because you think of like, oh, meditation, like you're going inward, but like really it allows you to be less inwardly focused, I think. 100%, so. which is so crazy. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's- No, yeah, that was really helpful. But what about you? Um, yeah, I remember when I like a long time ago went on antidepressants for the first time. I remember mm-hmm. my psychiatrist was like, so just a heads up, you're not going to like wake up tomorrow and be like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, but she was like, slowly over time, you'll just notice that things that used to like really trigger you or be really intense for you just like aren't as irritating or like as frustrating anymore. And I feel like that is how I would also describe like mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I am somebody for as outgoing and talkative as I am, I like am pretty introverted and I also overthink everything. (laughs) Um, And like very much, yeah, (laughs) welcome. Um, Very much like to blame myself for everything. Um, Mm -hmm. I like take on a lot of responsibility just for everything around me. And it's something I've been working through a lot, but in mindfulness, it's made me like be more aware of when that's happening and just be able to be like, is this productive? Is this something that you really need to do? No. Mm Um, and just like to be able to be more compassionate for myself, but also Mm -hmm. for other people like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe this person is being this way because X, Y, Z is going on. Or also, I think the thing that's so crazy about mindfulness is you start to notice like, oh, these people aren't doing this mindfulness work, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're not Mm -hmm. in touch with their emotions or their Mm -hmm you know, negative beliefs or whatever, but rather than like seeing that and judging them and being like, well, you know, that's Stacia. She just like, (laughs) I feel like I'm able to be really compassionate of just like, oh, Mm -hmm. they're just doing the best with what they have. They're on their own journey. Yeah. And I also reflect back on myself. (laughs) And I'm like, oh girl, if you just like had some basic mindfulness skills that like event would have been way less stressful for you or you would have been able to like, process this a lot more productively so I I think the way I notice mindfulness is yeah I'm able to like take a step back and I also just am somebody who's chronically super anxious and I notice Mm -hmm. the more that I do it the more comfortable I feel in my own skin 100% which is I think that that's very common side effect that is yeah a very big positive (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) and it's also just 
Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? No, continue. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it makes you realize, like, I don't have, you don't have to just exist like this all the time. Yes. Like, there's other options. 100%. And I think that nowadays it's super common to have really high anxiety or to mm-hmm. struggle with depression. I know that it's something when I was taking calls for potential clients, every single woman that I was on the phone with was on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine and that those things do definitely help and can serve a great purpose but there's other things that can be brought into your life that can help you as well absolutely (laughs) not just rely on like one method like yeah mindfulness or medication these are all great but like how can we cultivate like a holistic let's add in more things to see like what works for us and can get us the greatest results as opposed to depending just on one. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely think like one can be a gateway into another, right. And like a really great way. But yeah, I think that's also something that like I had in my head is like, you just need to bootstrap this and figure it out. And it's like, no, there's all these tools available Mm -hmm. to you that you can use Mm -hmm. that are really great. So you should take advantage of them. And I think it's really interesting too. Like, I mean, my basic understanding of mindfulness is, and meditation, like I think of it very often as like a boot, very Buddhist practice, like very Eastern medicinal, like uh, that uh, style. And uh, what I think is uh, like, I, I think it's so interesting because the idea behind it all is like we, there will always be suffering Mm-hmm. Um, but how can we uh, like endure it in a way that is going to best serve us? And like, uh, I think that being more mindful helps you to handle the suffering that occurs in life. And totally. that that's a pretty awesome tool to be able to have. Yeah, absolutely. Versus just like spiraling. Yeah. And like unnecessary suffering, like shoot, life is already difficult enough in its own ways for all the unforeseen things like being a human is hard it's so existing hard man. is scary <laughs> and stressful and uh, I think that uh, the more like my goal has just been to find things that help me to reduce the amount with which I unnecessarily suffer 100 percent yeah because you can definitely and I think that's also hard to come to terms with, but mindfulness has made me realize, and it sounds like you too, all the places where I was unintentionally making myself suffer Yeah, when I really didn't have to. Not at all. It's like your, your happiness and not being a prisoner to your own thoughts and your own mind is available to you. It's, and it's yeah, really surprise. fantastic. It's yeah, really great. I know. <laughs> um, do you feel like there was an event or something that like, really sparked you to start practicing mindfulness or to learn about it? Or do you think it just kind of like happened with everything, you know? Yeah, I think actually um, what kind, what came to mind when you asked that question was when I was in Vegas, I started going, that was when I got really into like yoga for this six month period. I became obsessed. I was going like every single day and I found this instructor who is still literally like the light of my life, like the most incredible human being I have ever met. Mm. And uh, through going to his classes and just his lessons that he had in every single class, like spoke to my soul. And I was like, 
whoa, there is something here about this that needs to be explored because there's a reason this is like speaking so loudly to me. Right. Like I need to listen. Yeah. And I feel like he was a really big part of putting me on that path of like exploring a bit more mindfulness and like I know like it seems cliche that through yoga but like that was really probably when I first started to explore it and having an awesome instructor that would guide us through the class in a very intentional way with a very Mm -hmm. good message that always was like dang like yeah I need to know more about this what is this like I like this feeling yeah Yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of what I feel like was the first memory I have of it. And I'm sure there were many other instances and probably ones before that, too, where I was like, yeah, I should meditate. Like the craziest thing happened the other day. I was talking to my sister-in-law and she was like, yeah, so I have a niece. She's eight years old now. Little Ayla. She's the sweetest, like literally the most caring person on the planet. And she had a friend that was going through a hard time and she... So my sister-in-law was telling me that Ayla has been taking her to her favorite tree and they have been meditating together. Stop it. That's so sweet. <laughs> and I was like, holy moly, my eight-year-old niece is meditating. That's I'm like, so how wild. does she even know how to do that? Like, I was so impressed and I was just like, my heart just swelled Ugh, with so much joy and love. Girl. And that she's yeah. like using that to help other people that she sees are suffering. I'm just like... You are light years ahead of me, girlfriend. <laughs> like totally. <you> go. <laughs> I have seen some stuff though that says that, and I, who knows if this is true, but um, like that kids kind of naturally meditate, and yeah, that it's like so cool. something that as we're younger is really easy for us to do, and then as you get older, it becomes harder. Which is, I feel like wow. it's like everything, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> of course. So sad but true. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And we could I all just th- be kids. Again. I know, right? Like, go back, <laughs> fix all the fucked up stuff <laughs> that we've done to ourselves. Um, I do think that, like. I feel like so many people I know got into meditation or mindfulness the same way as you did of just having a really good example of someone who was practicing mm-hmm. it and like hearing a yoga teacher say something that you're like, how did you know that about me? Right? Yes. Yeah. They know how to speak to your soul. And when you hear that calling and like pay attention to it, like it's there, like if it's, if there's something that you notice, like yeah. it's, you're noticing it for a reason. <laughs> That's Yeah. That's also like while well, mindfulness can be really cool. Like I have so one of my friends is Anne, who you've met. Um, it's yeah. like a mindfulness coach, and she always is like, okay, well, if there's something that you can't stop thinking about, or like, yeah, that pops into your brain, like it's there for a reason. It's trying to tell you something, and it's cool to have your mindfulness tools to be able to work through that versus just being like, I'm stressed about, ah, I'm just going <laughs> to keep being stressed about it. You know? <laughs> 100%. And that's such a good point that that's like, I feel like it's good to show examples of like how it can be applied in day to day life. Like when you have a stressful thought that keeps coming up and up and up again, like that, that's 
what we're preparing for are those moments. Uh, And that when you choose to meditate or when you choose to cultivate more mindfulness, it's not always going to be at the time when you need it. Like you're going to need to do it when you don't need it so that when you do need it, your body's like muscle memory is like, boom, I'm there. (laughs) Right. Like you don't need to run away from a zombie every day, but we work out so that you could run away from a zombie. I don't know. These are things I tell myself. Oh, no. I work out all the time. I'm like, if I fell off a cliff and I was hanging by one hand, I would be able to pull myself up. But like, this is life-saving shit right here. Yes. It's so important. Um, Yeah. It's wild. Or just like, being able to get off the couch, get off the ground. Yeah. Like not everyone can do that. So yeah. Very um, how does your, like, what does your mindfulness practice look like now? Like today, if you were to have a mindful moment, what would it be? So yeah, I feel like what has, it's definitely evolved and I know yours has too. And I think that that's like what we're meant to do. I don't think we necessarily always have to pick one thing that works for us. And then that's the thing that works for us for the rest of our lives. So I feel like for me, where I'm at currently, I've gotten really into the artist's way and doing Mm. my morning pages. So every morning I, before anything else, well, I do get a cup of coffee ready. But I was going to say, wow, (laughs) no caffeine. (laughs) I have my little cup of coffee that I sip on while I do this. And I will just uh, free flow journal for three uh, pages. And it usually takes me about 35 minutes. So it's definitely a commitment, but I've been doing it since October. And on the days where I, and these don't happen too often, but say I accidentally sleep in or I just have an early start that I'm just not going to be able to manage to get them in. Like, I honestly feel like I'm not as grounded or centered throughout my day. And I notice a difference. And like, when I do it, it's not like I notice I feel exponentially better. But when I don't do it, I notice that I'm a little bit more on edge. And I'm like, wow, okay. Which again, like if I weren't as mindful, I wouldn't be able to notice that it makes a difference. But I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, when I'm not doing the things that work for me, I freaking notice. And I like, there's a reason that I do this. So I've been really enjoying just free flow journaling and putting my thoughts onto paper because you never know where they're going to take you. And then you kind of just get them out of your head and onto a piece of paper and then you get to move on. (laughs) I know I was trying to, I'm a big journaler and I was trying to explain to one of my friends a while ago, like she was like, she was curious about it, but she was like, I just don't get like... (laughs) What you write about, right? Like what you do. And I said exactly what you just said, which like, it's so cool to hear someone else say it. I was like, it's for me, it's like just getting stuff out of my body, like getting it out of my head. And I do think the morning pages from the artist's way, which you guys should check out is super cool because it's like, it's easy to just write for a page and be like, okay, I'm good, you know, but yeah. when you have to keep writing for, because her thing is three pages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you have to keep writing for like the three whole pages, you often like really get into some stuff that would have been easy to avoid. <laughs> 100%. And I feel like, I don't know, you have definitely been someone that I've looked up to as like, dang, she's got a really strong journaling practice. Like she has all these great prompts and she's always like, you're always posting your cute little pictures of your oh. like little like thoughts that you have pop up in your journal prompt, like really awesome journaler. And I've like Thank wanted you. that so badly for myself for so long. And I just never found an approach that worked for me. And then yeah. eventually 
like, I don't know if it was just like, I felt like I would always need a different prompt or that I always had to be searching for something or that like, what am I going to write about? Like it needs to be focused. And so Mm -hmm. for me, and again, it's different for everybody, but I think that that's what drew me to the morning pages was that it was more just like, okay, I show up every day for these 30 minutes. I write the three pages and like, literally I start them off like, man, like I didn't sleep as well as I wanted. Like my feet are cold and like, you're just writing random stuff and that's totally fine. And some days my morning pages are really like, meh, whatever. And then other times afterwards, I'm like, whoa, like I was carrying that like in my head and on my heart. Like, dang, that needed to get out of me. Like, thank goodness that I have that. So it's not like every day is going to be a huge aha moment, but you're going to get those in between like every now and then you're going to be like, oh yes, thank God I do this. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And it is like, to your point, I feel like the three pages are just forcing yourself to go a little further. You often do get to stuff that you wouldn't normally get to. And it's, yeah, it is like, some crazy shit comes out of it. You're like, I've been thinking that. I feel that. Like, I can articulate that. It's so nuts. Um, I do like having prompts sometimes, too, though, because I find for me, like, it helps me kind of keep working through some of the same stuff. Like, I don't always have a prompt, but sometimes I will. Um, I always, to your point, share my prompts on my website in case somebody else wants them to. Um, Which is yeah, awesome. It's really just about, like, you know, doing whatever feels best. My friend gave me a journal prompt once that was, um, when I was having a particularly anxious day, she was like, just open up your journal and write every single thing you're afraid of until you can't come with anything more. Like you just are done. And it was like, you know, it started with big things and then it gets into like little things. And the point of the exercise is to be like, you see them all on paper and you're like, none of this is really that bad. Yeah. But I mean, and I none think, of it's all that real. Like right. these things aren't like <laughs> happening to me in this yeah. moment. Like, yeah. like why am I worried about like <laughs> X, Y, Z happening that like yeah. only happens in a movie, you know? Yeah. But yeah, just to Stacia's point helps you get stuff out of your body. Yeah. But what, where are you at with your mindfulness practice? What do you feel like has been where you've evolved to now? <laughs> okay. So I have been doing something new recently that I'll tell you about in a second. Yes. Can't uh, wait to hear. <laughs> it's kind of it sounds weird. good. It's a little weird. Um, yes. Even better. I love. No, like I love journaling is huge for me and I will write out prompts or sometimes I'll just kind of like freeform like Stacia does something that I really enjoy doing is writing out affirmations so versus like some people really like to say them I really like Mm -hmm. to write them out so I'll say like I am calm I am strong you know whatever I need for the day gratitude lists I think are I try to do one a week if I can just to like get in the habit of expressing gratitude towards really little simple things but something I've been into a lot recently that's like tell us tell us tell us you're like the first person I've told about this so weird oh I'm so Um, happy okay I I, my friend started my friend got into this first and she was like you have to try it but it's hypnosis Nice. That's Which weird is, at all. I okay, but it's like I, fascinating. I, I wish I knew more about it. I can't wait for you to I tell don't me know more. Tell about me it more. I literally <laughs> go on YouTube and I type in like anxiety <laughs> hypnosis or like sleep hypnosis. Because my friend was like, "Yeah, I've been doing it," and then of course, like ever since I've started doing it, now I see all these articles everywhere that are like hypnosis gets you like ten times deeper than meditation, ten yeah. times quicker. But you can yeah. do them like you primarily do them while you're sleeping, so it's happening yeah. like. 
at night. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's really interesting. And you have like, you, I feel like I'm on a drug trip sometimes. Like yeah. they just, they're not that I've ever like been on a drug trip, but they just <laughs> like, they really, you like really get to the heart of some stuff that you can't get to otherwise. And it's, I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I'm really enjoying doing it lately. And I do them That's whenever awesome. I like, they're longer than meditations. You need like usually an hour. So I don't do them all the time, but, mm-hmm. um, I try to do like one a week if I can, or a couple, if I have That's a lot really of extra cool. time and they're really fun. I'm like so intrigued because when I was at this event for other coaches in the health and wellness space, yeah. there was somebody whose main focus was hypnosis. Oh and I God. kept trying to I get some it. time with him because he was like in high demand with yeah, all of the other so coaches. Cool. <laughs> and he was taking people through these meditations. And his whole thing was that like, he can get more done than like years of yeah. therapy. And I'm just like, whoa, like to bring your subconscious to the yeah. forefront and how important that can be. So I'm like, I'm all for hypnosis. I haven't really like yeah. done much in it, but you definitely have piqued my interest it's yet really, again. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. And I'm just pulling up because I wanted to make sure I told you his name. So there's this guy on YouTube who like I usually do his stuff because it's really nice. good. His name is Michael Seal, like a seal E, so seal E-Y. Um, and he has like over a million subscribers on his YouTube channel and he has a hypnosis for everything. He has some that are like eight hours long, so you can do them as you're sleeping. He has some that are like, you know, 45 minutes. He has a lot of um, meditations too, but I like his stuff the best. And they have like, I mean, I'll just read you some of them. Some of them are like, just fall asleep fast. Some of them are like, uplift your highest self, natural healing, let go of negative attachments. And then there's some that get like really deep into kind of heavy stuff, but nice. That's awesome. It's fun. Yeah, it's like a weird, fun, extra thing that I enjoy doing. (laughs) No, I think that that's huge. And it's interesting. I wanted to talk about affirmations as well, because I think that that is something that, uh, again, what mindfulness helps us become more aware of Mm -hmm. is the internal dialogue that we have with ourselves. Totally. That's such a good point. And that affirmations can be a really great tool. And again, like, it's not so much like... Unfortunately, you can't just like write down affirmations or say them out loud and they're magically going to fix things for you. Like (laughs) (laughs) you do, there has to be like intention, belief and action behind them. I think totally like when you're not acting in alignment with the things you're trying to say to yourself, it can be challenging to like believe the words. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it is like, it's definitely super helpful because eventually you can get to like, I noticed that when I started, I did a 21 day challenge with a, a positive affirmations track. And Ooh, I started with yeah. seven days of writing them out, seven days of saying them out loud and then seven days of just listening to them. Mm -hmm. So I tried kind of what I would consider the three main methods of consuming or expressing affirmations. And then it was funny because then I had this moment where I was getting stressed out in my head, in my thoughts, and all of a sudden, like, this positive affirmation just floated into my head. And it, like, I felt this huge calm wash over me. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I don't think that would have happened had I not been doing what I was doing. Right. So that there, uh, that was some, a moment in time that like made me a believer. Yeah. And <laughs> I've heard like, like, that's 
even just from like a psychological standpoint, I've heard like that's the whole point of us doing affirmations is because it like we practice them when we don't need them. So then when you do need them, your brain is just like ready to go. Here it is. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, because I've had that exact same thing happen. Um, and it's just nice. like wild. Like, where did this come from? But <laughs> And I also think the cool thing about mindfulness and meditation is this isn't just station. I being like woo woo hippies. Like there's a lot of research behind it working, which is yes. amazing. Lots of science to back this up. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, even like I was talking to my friend on Friday about even like Navy SEALs are trained in like four by four breathing and all of these like mindfulness and meditation techniques to stay calm under pressure. So like if it's working Badass. for Navy SEALs, it's <laughs> probably that's good amazing. for everyone else too yeah <laughs> that's so cool yeah um, I really think that it's there's so many tools available to you like I feel like we've mentioned journaling yeah. meditating affirmations do you feel like there's anything that we haven't touched on that Ugh. has helped you um you know I the one thing I do want to touch on that I feel like um like I've done it and sometimes I like it sometimes I really don't but I feel like a lot of people who ask me about meditation are like I just can't sit still Mm -hmm. um like I'm just bored sitting for 20 minutes or they fall asleep so you can do a walking meditation too um which I've done like a walking meditation workshop that was really cool but basically you just like would pop in Andy from Headspace or whoever and you can walk or run or, you know, you don't have to be still. And I think that's like a common, I definitely used to have that misconception yeah, about meditation, but I found like running is very meditative for me. So sometimes I'll listen to a meditation while I'm running. And I, I think also like the last thing that I'll add is what, I, as long as it feels good and you feel like you're yeah. getting something out of it, you like really can't mess it up. <laughs> Very good point. Like this isn't a black and white, wrong and right type of situation. And uh, it is something that I feel like you get to develop for yourself and figure out what works because definitely I'm glad you mentioned that because how could I forget? I have become obsessed with running because every time I go for a run, it's like the most meditative practice I've ever experienced in my life. And it's more, I get more out of it than I would if I were just sitting in my room. So for me, that's been something between the journaling and then running that I have been able to find a lot of clarity and space in my head and practicing more mindfulness, which has been really, really definitely I'm all for meditative walks and runs. Yeah. And like being outside, being in nature, those things are like naturally meditative. (laughs) Totally. And it's just like, it's good to step out of your routine, I think, yeah. even if it's only for a moment. Do you have yeah. a yay for the day? What's your yay for a the yay day? for the day. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, I did want to add one more thing really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put no, because um, I was thinking of something, and I feel like this is maybe more, I don't want to say an advanced practice, but something okay. that I tried that uh, I ended up really enjoying because I had, like, this crazy, like, uh, moment where I felt like I had like an out-of-body experience to <gasps> get That's amazing. What um, was it? So it was floating, um, which I think you've floated before. Uh, yeah, I've done it one time <laughs> and it was really cool. Yeah. So I was, I think again, why I would say it's a more advanced technique is because you're in a pod floating in darkness for an hour. Yeah. So I feel like if you haven't already started something, you're probably going to get really anxious Oh my God, yes. In there. <laughs> it's a 
long time. Like that hour yeah. goes by slowly. Yeah, it's a little, it can be a bit much. So I wouldn't say start with floating unless you've done a few other things like to get used to the idea of trying to be still for an hour. But it was really cool because the way, like the temperature of the water, whatever else, I like was able, I feel like, to get into some hypnotic trance where like I couldn't feel my body anymore because you're floating. And also I had like quieted my mind enough where it was just like this weird, like half asleep, but like out of body experience. It was really, really cool. So cool. Well, and that's also the fun thing is like the more you get into mindfulness, the more like crazy shit like that that you can do. That's so fun. Yeah. So that's something that I just wanted to add there quickly. I love it. Like that was, uh, that was something that was really like cool to Powerful, add to my yeah. practice. Totally. But yeah. And like we really encourage you guys just to anything that piques your interest, just do it. And if you go and yeah. you feel like it's a little too much for you, like that's information that you have. Yes. That's part of yes. being mindful. <laughs> um, but just have fun with it. I think that's like what station I have really found is there's so many things that you have to be like very regimented about. Um and very strict, but mindfulness should be like a fun brain workout. Mm-hmm. And 100%. Yeah. I am all about that. Yes. <laughs> and Amazing. in regards to my yay for the day. Oh, yeah. Tell us your yay. I was going to think of something like super big, but I also think it's really important to celebrate the small things. And Hell before yeah, we is. hopped on this podcast, and I just made an Instagram post about this, but I ate a sumo orange and it was just like the happiest moment <laughs> of my day. I saw that and you made me like want an orange. <laughs> so my yay for the day is that it is sumo orange season. And that means that I will probably be eating one a day, which will quadruple yes. my grocery bill, but totally be worth it. It's because worth the price. They are the easiest to peel and to me the most tasty. They're like giant satsumas, essentially. That sounds ideal. what's not to love. So yeah, that's that sounds amazing. For the day. Ooh, that's a really good one. <laughs> what I about you? Um, my yay for the day is over the weekend. You're going to hear this like in March, but it was Valentine's Day weekend this weekend. And Stacia and I are from a weird little island <laughs> in Puget Sound. And I really have been wanting to go, but my parents remodeling their house and so my husband was very thoughtful and rented us an airbnb on vashon um so and we got a tiny house which i'm like obsessed with tiny houses but i'm you can't tell because you're just hearing our voice i'm very tall so like could not probably (laughs) live in a tiny house um but it was just really fun and i didn't open my computer i didn't check my email i just allowed myself to just like have fun and wander around and I think there's something about going home, especially to a place like that is like stationized hometown. Like it's just kind of <laughs> indescribable. That's like yeah. rejuvenating and refreshing. And it mm-hmm. just like I live in Seattle. Stacia lives in New York. We're in these like very busy cities. And it yeah. was nice to go to the, our like little hometown island that's basically just a forest with a, like like a little one oasis. road. Yeah. <laughs> and just like to feel... I don't know. I just felt like I like felt like myself in a really cool way. So that's That's my yay. That is a big yay. That sounds, I'm like the whole time I've just been daydreaming being back on Vashon. I'm like, oh, take me back. Yeah, come (laughs) out. We can just hang out. I'm like always trying to go. It's so funny because I don't know how you felt in high school, but I was like, I'm so ready to get off this. We called it the rock. You know, like get me off this rock. You had to get off it. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I kind of miss Vashon. Take me back, please. <laughs> please. I don't want to be an adult anymore. <laughs> so 
So yeah, it was very reaffirming. And I also encourage all of you guys to go do something that makes you feel just like connected with yourself, whatever that is. 100%. I'm all about that. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing all these awesome insights with us and the great conversation. Always. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think that's... We will see all of you beautiful people next time. (laughs) 